Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Come on. Hey, can you lift up a shout for Jesus? Just lift up the Lord. Yes, we honor you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory, adoration. You guys can have a seat. Hallelujah. Man, I'm excited this morning. This is great. We're going to start out. Uh, we've been doing a series through Ephesians, but before we jump into that, um, one more time, it's your first time here. Just wave at me. Just want to welcome you. Welcome, you guys. Wow, that's a lot of folks. Welcome you. It's such a privilege to be with you this morning. Um, we encourage you guys, date us for a while, see if you feel at home. God has a home church for you in Orange County. If you live in Orange County or LA or San Diego, wherever you came from, God actually has a home community for you. He puts those who feel alone in a family. That's a promise of scripture. So I encourage you to come check us out. We're stoked. Um, I just really feel like we need to pray for folks before we kind of get into the word, go through our s- series on Ephesians. Do you want to pray for folks too, Pastor Nicole? Come up here. Um, We've been seeing incredible healings happen through text messages and through like social media, which is pretty wild that Jesus' arm is not too short that it cannot save. His arm is not too short that it cannot heal. That literally by his stripes we're made whole. That uh, he literally took upon himself our infirmities, our weakness, our brokenness. Thank you, Greg. This is one of my interns, Greg. Say hi, Greg. He's awesome. Greg, share that testimony real quick with, uh, with you guys, because this is a cool testimony, the text message. Just share this. I just thought this was great. Do you guys want to hear a cool testimony? Like, this is awesome. Greg, go ahead. Share the text message. So Robin was uh, having problems. Wow, that's loud. Um, she was having problems with her hip, and I was at work, so she uh, says, can you pray for my hip? And so I just text her a message, and I said, when, as soon as you read this in Jesus' name, your hip will be healed. As soon as she got the message, I'm working with a customer, a few seconds later, I get this message that says, oh my gosh, I'm feeling this warmth on my hip, and I feel so much better. She had tingling in her arms and everything like that, and I, I called her back up. I said, how's your hip? And she goes, it's better. I says, all right, it's a part of God. So don't be afraid to you know, text out somebody and just act in faith, because you'd be amazed what the Holy Spirit does all the time for you. And he's, he's watching over us. He already knows what the end result's going to be. He just says, step out in faith. Come on, that's awesome. Give him a clap. That was awesome. Praise God. It was really cool. Um, Greg and Robin have been with us for a while. It's a privilege to have them on the team serving the church. But I love it because, Robin, you said you'd never felt the manifestation of heat in your body related to healing. Or like you just felt this heat, and you were going to go to the doctor for your hip issue. Isn't that radical that God could do that? Isn't that amazing? That God, if God could do that through a text, what could he do through your hand? He doesn't, he doesn't live in a text message. He, he lives in us. But he inhabits the praises of his people. When you release the word of the Lord, it says in Psalm 103 and 104 that the Lord sent his word and healed. Jesus is the word who was sent, but here we are again today speaking the things that he's saying. Did you know that God's word in your mouth is just as powerful as God's word in his mouth? Wow, Chris, that was a really good word. Where'd you get that one from? That's really, wow, Chris, wow, that's amazing. God's word in your mouth is just as powerful as God's word in his mouth because it's his word. When a king gives an order to a servant and says, go and do this, the servant goes with the full authority of the king. Guess what? Your king has announced to you, go forth in my name and heal the sick. So I want to pray for folks right now. We're going to see miracles happen. If we call out something too specific and it relates to someone you know, I want you to send them a text here in the service. 
we've been seeing incredible things. I'll share some more stories with that. But send them a text. Just say, hey, we just prayed for this in church. God's healing you right now. Check your body. You'd be amazed. Um, I, I'll tell you more testimonies. A tumor disappeared through a Facebook video. All kinds of amazing stuff going on. Um, do you guys want to come up and just call some stuff out or anything? Or you want to come up with me? We'll minister together a little bit. You don't, yeah, man. I just like team. Yeah. You know, this is fun. Do you guys like team? Yeah, Pastor Jesse, he's like, I just finished lead worship. I'm about working again. That's why you get the big bucks. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Um, I want to pray first, anyone in the room that's in need of a miracle, like you actually need a miracle. We may call some stuff out as we're praying for you guys, but I just feel the Lord's grace and compassion is here. If that makes sense, you just put your hand up anywhere in the room. You're like, I need a miracle, physical miracle, physical miracle. All right, all over the room, if you have your hands up, I just want you to stand just for a second. As you stand, I just want you to relax. You don't need to pray. If you raised your hand, just stand. There's no pressure on you. You don't have to make anything happen right now. Uh, not, not for other people. Michael's asking you to stand up in proxy. No, send them a text. That's better. Because if you stand in proxy, you won't be able to wave at the end that they were healed because we won't know because they're not here. That's why you're not saying. So if you want to get someone in proxy and pray for them, send them a text. Um, what we're going to do, those of you that are receiving prayer, I just want you to relax. You don't need to pray right now. You've prayed enough. You've done enough work. Guess what? Jesus rested on the Sabbath, and he is our Sabbath rest. To receive from the Lord, we don't need to work for it. We don't need to strive for it. He wants this miracle more than you do. So you just get to relax. Pretend like you're drinking a uh, Diet Coke or something. Or you guys don't drink that in Orange County. Pretend like you're drinking a sparkling kombucha. <laughs> With LaCroix. LaCroix. Yeah, LaCroix. With no CBD oil in it. No, it's just, it was a joke. Anyway. That's kombucha, sorry. We, somebody tried to sell us kombucha with CBD oil the other day. I like how, if, if church isn't fun, God's not the problem. So we're just having fun here. Healing's fun. Jesus is fun. God loves to do miracles. Hey, if you're around these folks, you're about to be the miracle team. I want you to look at your hands. I want you to say, these hands are powerful. These hands are anointed to heal. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me to preach the gospel to heal, to bring deliverance. What I want you to do is any way you know how, become aware of God's presence right now. If that's peace to you, become aware of his peace. If that's his power, become aware of his power. If that's joy, become aware of his joy. I want you to gather around these that are standing. And I just want you to ask them, where is it? And those of you are saying, just point to where the issue is. You don't need to explain it, just point. Go ahead, gather around these ones. Just point to where it is, just point. We don't need the history. We just, just need to know where to shoot the gun. <laughs> All right, go ahead and start praying. Now, Jesus didn't ask the Father to heal. He spoke deliverance and healing over people. So just speak over them right now. Just say, I release healing in Jesus' name. I command affliction to go. Go ahead and just call words of knowledge out. No, call them out now. Just say, God's healing. God's healing. God's healing. I just feel like God's healing left knee issues and left shoulder issues. Yeah, I just saw a sciatic pain, specifically when you've been sitting for a while. If that's you, is that you? If, if that was you, stand up. And if you see someone stand up, grab them. There's a, a food allergy and a thyroid issue being healed right now. Lord, we just thank you for that. Over here on my left, there's a, 
something with the endocrine system. Uh, there's a woman you haven't been sleeping at night, consistently haven't been sleeping at night. Um, you're not prone to this, but you've been getting night terrors and night sweats and just anxiety and stress. We just release you from it now in Jesus' name. The Lord Jesus heals you, sets you free. Right now, there's migraine headaches that have just left over the left eye. The Lord's healed your migraine headache. There's a breathing issue that was just healed, an asthmatic breathing issue. It's like a bronchial issue. It's not as it's something like it, though. I don't fully understand. It's just a breathing issue. The Lord Jesus heals you right now. We command tumors and cysts to disappear right now in the name of Jesus. Tumors and cysts disappear right now in Jesus' name. All right, do me a favor. Those of you that are praying, this is the most important part. Go ahead and stop praying and just begin to check. Begin to have the person check. Say, do something you couldn't do before. Take the next 30, 40 seconds. Yeah, we got people waving that we're healed already. Thank you, Father. If the pain's gone, the problem's gone, you can start to wave both hands over your head just so we can celebrate what God's doing wherever you are in the room. Take the next 20. Yeah, I see another hand up there. Pain's disappeared. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Yeah, people are still checking. Just keep checking. Saul's wife, Ashley, is the left knee. Somebody's spine was just healed. There's stuff going down your neck. The Lord just heals you right now. Who else uh, can check already? Wave both hands over your head if the Lord's already done something. Just wave both hands over your head. I counted at least two already. Shh. Hey, hold on just one sec, guys. Stop, everyone, stop praying for just a second. Stop praying for just a sec. The most important part is checking. So for us to... Watch what God's doing in the room. You guys have to stop praying and have the people check. So go ahead and stop praying and have them check. All right, take the next 10 seconds. Just check your body. If the pain's gone or you felt heat in the area that you have a need, maybe you feel like there's something shifted, something's gone, just wave a hand over the head. I just want to see what's going on. Yeah, I see another hand over here. Thank you, Father. That's a th another person just received a healing. God, thank you for what you do. This is awesome, you guys. God's in the room. We're like giving like claps like Jesus is on another planet. This is incredible. Another person over here. You guys, wave your hands over your head if you've been healed already. Both, both hands over your head. I saw up there. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five. Thank you, Father. This is awesome, you guys. Just pray for it one more time. Just take a few seconds and pray. I love it. I love that some people are sitting because the people are healed. That's awesome. They're like, our work's done. We're done. Thank you. That's awesome. I'm just going to let Keith pray for just a second. Just, um, just to give you guys a little, little help on this, um, I want to hear what a couple things are happening. Did, did you get healed of something? Uh, I've been getting migraines over my left eye. Yeah? Which you called out. And I can't touch it, but I got like extremely hot when I walked up and Steve was like, I've called out migraines over your left eye. And then like I thought I got a fever for a second. Come here for just a second. I just want to hear this. Just come up. Steven, maybe come with her. This is awesome. I'm going to let them keep praying. It's okay. Sometimes in these moments, there's a lot of stuff happening in the room. It's important to also pay attention to what's being led in the front because we want to capture the testimonies so we can celebrate together in unity. So I just wanted to hear. So this is cool. Stephen, come, come with your fiance. Just hang out, be near. So you've been having migraines above your left eye? Yeah, and migraines are the worst for me because I like, feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> So I've been like begging God. I'm like, God, I will literally do anything if you take these away. Just like for months. I'm like, please, no more migraines. 
And I've had two in the last, like, two, the last two nights I've had two migraines right here. And they're the worst. And then I, like, can't sleep. And they, like, kind of give me anxiety, too, because I'm, like, projecting that my next day is going to be terrible. So... What just happened? You were up there, and what happened? Yeah, so I walked up, because I came from the bathroom, and then you said something about migraines over the left eye, and then I, like, almost... Then I was like, whoa, did I just get a fever? Because <laughs> I got, like, super hot, and, like, my back got super hot, hence why my jacket's, like, halfway off. Um, and... So yeah, and then Kenji, who's standing next to me, was like, I feel like I just got a fever too. I can't tell. We like both looked at each other and like, anyways, Holy Spirit's hot, so that's great. Just stretch your hands towards her. I believe the Lord's doing something. Man, Jesus. Wow. Is there anyone else here that has any form of migraines or any kind of issues going on with like the thyroid or your endocrine system, stuff like that? If that makes sense, you put your hands up quickly. I just stand up really quick. I just want to pray for all those people real fast, just where you are. In Jesus' name, I break this stuff off your life. I release peace. We command thyroids and endocrine systems to be made whole in the name of Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus right now. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Tessa. Thanks. Thank you, Lord. This is awesome. Well, feel free and continue to be healed through the rest of the service. I love to hear testimonies of what God's doing. Is there anyone else too? Maybe you, you had pain disappear out of your body. Just wave at me. You came with pain. Where was it? In your head, it's gone. That's incredible. Anybody else? You had pain disappear. Saul's wife received healing over the, the stream through a text. That's incredible. He was watching and he texted. That's really cool. What, something over here? What happened over here? Real quick. Yeah. It's gone. Praise the Lord. That's awesome. That's awesome. Bless the Lord. Give Jesus a shout. That's awesome. Um, you guys can continue to be healed through the rest of the service. Um, go with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, people, they come into healing services sometimes and they say, what about me? Guess what? Healing is not roulette. It's not like a game where some people win. Jesus won. Jesus paid the price and he won. The Bible says that we're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Guess what? He's not sick. You get to live in divine health. So when you come into a meeting like this and you see other people being touched, look at that and say, wow, God, if you touch them, you touch me. You're no respecter of persons. I love Tiffany was singing about it. Like he's the God of Abraham. He's, God, he's the same today. Like here's the thing. God's no respecter of persons. He wants you physically whole. He wants you emotionally delivered and he wants you spiritually saved more than you could ever want to be. He wants it more than you. So when you see other people being touched, rejoice in it. Continue to check your body. Check your body throughout the day. We get testimonies back all the time from people that came in. They didn't even feel anything, and they leave, and they find they're healed. So you don't have to feel anything to receive a miracle. I just want to encourage you guys with that. So anyway, we've been, uh, I just want to pray for the word. Father, we just thank you for the privilege of being able to go through scripture together, God. Thank you for this series on Ephesians, Lord, that we've been going through. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, man. Thank you, Pastor Jesse. Do you wanna, people are texting me more testimonies. Do you wanna share it about faith? Yeah, go for it. Just come on up. I don't mind. That's a good interruption. People are like texting, like, I have a testimony. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, I got the word on my phone, but I'm getting these texts. Is that okay, you guys? You just hear one more? Yeah. Go ahead. 
I just texted it to Pastor Nicole just now. <laughs> so this is a cool testimony of a text that was just awesome. You can't get away from the healing in this place, even if you're at home. About a month ago, we didn't show up because we woke up and Faith had a, my daughter who's four had like 102 fever. And so I have a, so we have a creative art team and every week in the back, we're making prophetic art for people and giving it out. So I told the team that I wasn't coming. And then Paul, who's on the creative team, who's not looking, he texted and rebuked the fever through text. And literally, like immediately, as I heard my phone beep, Faith jumped up and was like, I'm hungry, and like walked to the kitchen, and the fever never came back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to take them. I want to sit on this for a moment, because I feel like the Lord's doing something. Just the fact that all this, uh, if you know someone that's sick right now, I want you to send them a text. Get your phone out. You guys are doing this the whole time we're preaching anyway. You're on your phones, you know. Get your, get your phone out. Not when I'm preaching or just, no, just other people. Um, get your phone out. I want you to text somebody that's in need of a miracle. We're gonna pray for people for miracles through text right now. The Lord sent his word and healed them. The amazing thing about a text, we've been, um, I was just, my friend works at a church in Northern California and uh, they were sharing testimonies of text message healings as well in their staff meeting. And they shared how a text, when you read it, you read it in your own voice so it bypasses any mental blocks that you have. You know, if I walk up to Tim and I give him a word, he could be like, oh, that's just Chris. He's just trying to encourage me. But if I text him a message, there's something about him reading it in his own voice. So why don't you take, just take a moment and text somebody. Just ask the Lord to highlight somebody. The Lord's healing a, a Ken or a Kenneth through a text message. An Abby, like an Abigail, he's healing through a text message right now. Just send him out. All you guys are doing, I'll share one more story. This past week, this was pretty epic. It was actually a week and a half ago. Uh, we were doing, our team does Facebook Lives. Maybe you guys follow Pastor Nicole or Pastor Jesse. We just like to encourage you guys through the week and encourage our friends around the world. Uh, we were doing a Facebook Live and I was trying to do like this in-depth teaching. Like I was totally ready to do this teaching. I'd prepared for it. I had the sermon and the message and all the scriptures and all this different stuff. And then suddenly, this message comes on, my, uh, on the feed and this girl writes, what is Jesus while I'm talking? And I don't know this girl. She just jumps on the Facebook Live. She says, what is Jesus? And it kind of interrupts my message. You know, it'd be like someone standing up here right in the middle of the meeting while you're talking about Jesus and say, saying, what is Jesus? It'd kind of interrupt the message. So I start talking to her and sharing with her who Jesus is. And she says, what do I need to do to give my life to Jesus right now? This girl gets born again and filled with the Spirit over a Facebook Live. It gets crazier. This girl lives in Latvia. It's three in the morning. She heard a voice in her room at three in the morning tell her to go on Facebook, and she stumbled on the video. How many of you guys know that Jesus wants the gospel to go forth more than we ever could? That Holy Spirit is the best evangelist. When we walk with him, he's going to reach people. Did everybody do that? Did you all text somebody? Just wave at me if you texted somebody. Wave at me if that was scary to you. That's okay. Good. That's, that's great. That's why we need the comforter. When we get uncomfortable, the Holy Ghost comes. Father, we just thank you for all the miracles that are going to come back from text messages. Cancer's being healed. Deliverance is happening. 
all kinds of issues of freedom happening, psychosomatic issues being healed, Lord, bipolar being healed, fear being healed, anxiety being healed, all kinds of pains disappearing in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Ephesians 3. Oh, man. What do you want me to do? <laughs> the Holy Spirit's like... <sighs> okay. I, we're going to keep praying for people. <laughs> we're going we're to teach. It's a short, short chapter where it comes through. Um, there's an amazing testimony. I don't know if Sydney's here today, but I wanted her. Are you here? Do you want to come up and share your testimony? Come on up here and share your testimony. We're going we're gonna to teach the word. It's okay. Did you know this is, did you know this is the word? Yeah. Amen. That this is Jesus speaking to him? Do you guys know Sydney? Sydney experienced an incredible miracle in the past, when was it, September? September 22nd. September, September 922, she experienced an incredible miracle. It's weird, I had a dream that God told me to pray for California on September 22nd. Pray for the people of California. So you, you got healed on September 22nd. So tell us what happened. You, you went up to Bethel, you got prayer, but what was going on with you? Go ahead. Um, well... <laughs> Uh, it's really funny because like a few weeks ago, I got a picture of me standing up here like sharing my testimony, but I never said anything, so I was like, nah. <laughs> um, so here I am. No, I was um, a part-time wheelchair user. Um, I had multiple body braces for every single part of my body. I had AFOs, knee braces, a back brace. I had custom arm braces that ran from like right here down to here, um, because I had a rare genetic condition called hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. And basically, it's just a connective tissue disorder, so everything on me would dislocate. I had asthma, chronic pain, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, POTS, which is like a neurological heart problem, so I'd stand up and pass out all the time, like twice a day. Um, over the years, like, I kind of, we didn't realize I was sick until, like, I was, finally got diagnosed when I was 17. And um, from that point on, I just went really downhill because I felt like my entire life was being taken away from me. Um, because I love American Sign Language so much, and it's really fun, but my shoulders would dislocate whenever I signed, and my wrists would dislocate, and my fingers would dis like It was horrible. It's really hard to sign with a dislocated shoulder. And um, I failed quite a few exams because of that. And the pain got so severe that I literally couldn't sign anymore. And so I got really mad at God, and um, like really mad. And um, I was wondering, like, why me? I've grown up in the church. Like, I didn't really do anything, <laughs> you know? And so I just got so depressed. So then, in addition to all those physical problems, I had depression, anxiety. They thought I was autistic or I had, like, a bipolar personality disorder, something like that. And um, so I went the medical route because I prayed and God did nothing for me. And so I went to so many doctor's appointments every single week, like three days out of the week at least, I would have a doctor's appointment. And I went to therapy, I did everything I possibly could, and it got to the point where I couldn't handwrite anymore. I literally lost my ability to handwrite. I couldn't play piano, I couldn't 
really function anymore as a person. And so um, I attempted suicide in like September 10th, I think, or something like that. And I had been feeling that way for a long time. It wasn't the first time. It was just the first time that a lot of people found out. And so I was in the mental hospital for like 10-ish days. And then two days after I got out, my mom and my two little siblings drove up with me to Bethel Church. They drove me because I can't drive. (laughs) And so I went to the healing rooms on Saturday morning, and I got completely healed. It's really crazy because the people, I had been begging God for months because I couldn't, hugs were just excruciating to me. Like it literally hurt me so much all the time that doctors offered me morphine and opioids to work together as a long-term thing to try and help alleviate some of my pain, which I said no to. Um, But I couldn't handle hugs and so I had been begging God for months, just hug me, just make me feel like you're there. And every single person I met at Bethel told me either like, God is hugging you, God is holding you, God is comforting you. And like, I said nothing because I was really cynical. And I was like mocking everyone. I'm like, I'm up in a mountain town with a bunch of like hillbillies. I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, get away from me. But I had no choice. So, (laughs) Um, and so just they prayed for me in the healing rooms, and I just, like, when they first started praying, I felt my pain lessen just a little bit. And then they were praying for me, and they were praying these things that they shouldn't know. Like, only by God would they know to pray those specific things about my conditions. And they were praying for me, and then while they were praying, I literally felt someone hug me from behind, like, with their arms wrapped around my stomach. And I was like, who in the world is hugging me? And so I looked, and there was no one there. And I just, I really felt God, like, tell me, like, I haven't forgotten you. I see you. And, um, and then after I got over that, I realized my pain was gone. Like, completely. I was a 10 out of 10 on the scale. Like, beyond that. And so, like, I literally looked around, and I was like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And so I walked in with my knee braces on, and I walked out with them in my hand. So, and it's really funny because, like, the day that I got back home, I, got, I had applied for Social Security Disability, and I got approved in, like, three months. It usually takes someone who's like 42 years and multiple denials. That is how severe my conditions were. But now I work at Starbucks and like I do, I do whatever I want now. <laughs> That's awesome. Give Jesus another shout. Just stand your feet. Just shout the name. Wow, wow, wow. I want to have, um, do you want to pray for anybody for anything? Yeah. 
Okay, I'll, I'll pray for everyone who had all the conditions that I had and even the suspected ones. Um, Does anybody here have any type of autoimmune disease? Or maybe you have um, some type of muscular disease or nerve issue? Because a lot of her conditions were kind of in that vein. Does that make sense? Just go ahead. Okay, any more? Bone diseases, anything like that. Anything like that. Chronic pain, anything incurable. Do anything incurable? <laughs> Just stand right now. Quickly. Anything incurable. The doctors quickly, have said quickly. no hope. Quickly, quickly. Anything. Quick, 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 quick. There's a few more people. There's like four or five more people that you need to stand right now. You don't need to stand just for you, you need to stand because you're actually making a statement that this ends today. Yeah, you just on. need to stand. There's like four or five more people. There's physical issues. There's things. Okay. Thank Ooh, I feel the yeah, All right. Dear God, I lift up these people to you, God, and I release healing on them right now in the name of Jesus. And I command in the name of Jesus, all sickness and pain and hurt to leave God. It is not welcome. These are your children, God, and you take care of them, and you want them to be completely whole and well. So I rebuke sickness in the name of Jesus, and I release healing and peace and comfort upon these people right now in the name of Jesus. Sickness, leave. Healing, come. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you, when you just stood for prayer, or maybe you didn't stand, because we have people sometimes that won't stand and then they'll get healed anyway, um, God's faithful, but how many of you could feel God's power just touching you, just rave? All right, maybe you have to go to a doctor, maybe you don't. Know that something changed today, amen? Could you guys just honor Sydney for just sharing story? It's awesome. Hey guys, um, does the number 28 mean anything to anybody? Stand up, please. 28. Maybe you're 28 years old, born on the 28th anniversary, 28, whatever. So um, is there anyone whose birthday was actually in February 1991, which means you're turning 28 this month? Who is it? Yeah, everybody stay standing. 28th, everybody. Steven. Anybody else? All right. Um, the Lord gave me that number, and he said to call it out. And um, what I was sensing is that there's family restoration happening in your family right now. And also... Um, that the season of mourning is over. There was a time to mourn, but now it's time to dance. So as a prophetic act, would you just go ahead and dance? Come on, dance. It's a new season. <laughs> Jesus, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. That's my mom. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Go ahead. She's going to go pray for people. But when when she, she leaned over, when Sydney was sharing, she goes, I have a word of knowledge. And I was like, yeah, what? She goes, 28. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. 
28. I was like, Genesis 28, Jacob's lot. I don't, what do you do with 28? Like, and then I was like, well, just, just call it out. It probably fits for a few people. But I knew as, as soon as she started telling me what she was sensing, I actually knew for a couple people in the room who it was for. I was like, this is totally the Lord. You need, to, you need to release this word. So, Father, we just thank you for that. Don't you love that this is, this is not the fruit of a few people's ministry? This is the fruit of all of our ministries. Don't you love that God's taking our whole community deeper? Don't you love that God's taking what he's doing here on a Sunday out into the community? He's taking it out to social media. He's taking it out through text. Imagine how many miracles we could see. People are getting drunk in the spirit. Praise the Lord. I'm drunk in the spirit. I'm smiling. God's doing it. I'm going to keep laughing, you guys. It helps me. It encourages me. It's not, I'll tell you to quiet down or have people drag you out if you're laughing too loud. It'll be okay. Um, it's good. Ephesians 3. Keep keep in the joy. The joy of the Lord really is strength. I feel like people need this right now. Like, you need this. You need this. I remember, I remember the first time I experienced the joy of the Lord was with Pastor Jessica. There were four of us in a house, and we used to pray for our college campus, and we would complain to God about things that needed to happen on our campus, and we called it prayer. I don't know if you, maybe you guys still do that. Uh, we'd be like, oh God, please come, please do this. No, he, he hears our prayers, amen. He hears us. When we, but he, he came. One time, God said, I don't want you guys to say anything. I just want you to strum the guitar, Chris. Just strum two chords, which is kind of weird to do for 30 minutes, just two chords if you're a guitar player. You know, Ryan, like GC two, for 40 minutes. Just, it's healing. All of a sudden, a wind, it was like a supernatural wind came in the room, and joy just crashed in. I remember Pastor Jessica, this is like 14 years ago. I remember you just laughing hysterically. I remember our roommate, Joe, snorting and doing this little thing like this. And we, you guys, we hadn't experienced this kind of stuff. This was just us in a house. Just, you guys, the joy of the Lord is strength. The joy of the Lord is liberty. The joy of the Lord is healing. If this is new to you, guess what? New things can be good. Ice cream was new to you the first time you had it. Yes, it's good today. Chocolate was good. It was new the first time, but it's good today. Driving a car was new to you. Like, things can be new. They're good as mercies are new every morning. Joy comes in the morning. It's always morning in the kingdom. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to read the verses, I promise. God is good. I want to have an experience. Pastor Jess is like, does he even have a Bible up there? Is there, is there a Bible up there? Did Chris even plan for the message today, or is he just laughing and having fun at church? You'll get yours. <laughs> it's a holy Bible. I can smell the fragrance. Bless the Lord. Man. Joy is strength. Michael, when was the first time you experienced the joy of the Lord? Come up here. I want to hear. We might go a little long today. I hope that's okay. Today. When was the first time you experienced the joy of the Lord? Harvest, uh, fall 2012, and I went to Irish Harvest School of Missions with Heidi Baker, and um, I was serving, actually helping out, cleaning the dishes for a wedding that was nearby, and we're just... Oh, you were serving? Pastor Nicole likes that word. I was serving, and we're just watching the wedding and everything, and, and we're just wa enjoying the, the, watching the wedding while the husband and wife were cutting the cake and everything, and then Roller and Baker just comes by to us and just lays their hands on us. And suddenly something just hit me like a bulldozer. And I just started laughing with another friend of mine. And we were laughing so much. Like, it was just incredible. Because before I, in the, in, the, in the past, I was always getting drunk and, and the, at the alcohol and laughing like that. But then suddenly God put the, his Holy Ghost drunkenness on me and filling the spirit. And I just started crawling on the floor. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and I just crawled through the floor and I'm just laughing, enjoying our time. It was so good. 
is like, get out of here. You know, the book of Ephesians, which you're reading from, I'm stealing Pastor Nicole's sermon because it's in chapter four, but it says, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul compares being drunk with wine to being filled with the Holy Spirit. Just stand up right now. I just feel like the Lord wants to fill people right now. This is awesome. Just grab somebody's hand around you. If this is new to you, it's okay. Just say, Jesus, is this real? I was in a service the other night and this little girl saw people falling and I said, you don't think it's real, do you? And she said, no, she shook her head at me. I said, just close your eyes and say, Jesus, is it real? As soon as she said that, boom, she hit the ground. Power of God just hit her. (laughs) More, Lord, more Holy Ghost, more Holy Ghost. More Holy Ghost, we love you. Holy Ghost, we love you. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, we love you, Holy Ghost. Yeah, we love you. (laughs) Oh, we love you, Holy Ghost. 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 We love Phil. Phil, power. I'm like, Holy Ghost, what do you want me to do? He goes, I like this. This is what I like. Some of our students, maybe just go around, just gently put your hand on people's shoulders. Just kind of go around, just pray for folks. Some of our students in the school or some of our interns, just go around, just, just feel free. Just go around and pray for folks. What's that little kid's song, Pastor Jessica? The joy of the Lord is my strength. How do you sing that? The joy of the Lord is my strength. What's that one? The little kid's... Down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy. Down in my heart. the joy of Jesus in my heart. (laughs) Keep singing, that's awesome. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I've got the joy, joy. Cause I'm so happy. I've got the joy of Jesus in my heart. I just feel like we're supposed to keep praying for people. Yeah. And that's awesome. People are looking around, they're like, what else are we doing today? 
We're supposed to do something. What if this was all we did in church for a couple hours? You know that would actually be enough? That would actually transform your life? We can read our Bible, like, too. And we can read our Bible on our own time. Yes. Well, you guys keep receiving. I'm going to read the word over you, okay? I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it loud. If you're drunk, keep laughing. If someone's too loud and you're like, man, I want to hear the scripture, there's people that don't sit up in the front, so come up closer or something. If you're like, I want to hear better, that's totally fine. You're like, I need to hear this more. If this is different or offensive to you, guess what? Heaven's going to be really offensive to you. Heaven is exploding with joy all of the time. All of the time, heaven is exploding with joy. Exploding with joy. All right, Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, he saw his imprisonment as a privilege for the gospel to go forth for other people. We're complaining about our prisons. We're, we're in situations that aren't even that done, aren't even that dungy. We're not even that bad. We're complaining about them. And he sees his imprisonment as a furtherance for the gospel. That's awesome. If indeed you have heard of the dispensation, say dispensation, of the grace of God which was given to me for you, how by revelation he made known to me the mystery. Say mystery. As I've briefly written already, by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has been now revealed by the Spirit to his holy sent ones and prophetic people, that the nations, the Gentiles, are fellow heirs. This is good news, you guys. Up until this time, the gospel was only for certain people. Joy, experiences with God supernatural wisdom, supernatural strength. The Jews thought they had the monopoly on God. God had to intervene and say, I'm not just the God of the Jew only. I'm the God of all people. I'm the God of all people. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's my God too. The Gentiles are fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a servant. Say servant. The Greek word there is diakonia. It literally means deacon. So Paul's calling himself a deacon. Paul is calling himself the setup team. Paul is saying, I became the setup team. Paul's saying, I became the guy that runs the screens for people for worship. Paul's saying, I became the person that cleans the bathrooms after church. (laughs) I became a diaconia according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. Say his power. It's his power. 
It's his. To me who am less than the least of all the saints. You know, it's interesting. Um, Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. I'm going to say that again. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. That's why the joy of the Lord is kind of a big deal. That's why when you get drunk in the spirit, you're not thinking about you. You're not thinking, oh man, I'm shaking right now. I wonder what everybody's thinking. You're saying, oh my gosh, his pleasure is coursing through my body so much. I don't care what anybody thinks. Like Pastor Jesse, for example. When Pastor Jesse gets overwhelmed with the love of God, he just gets wild. He gets wild. He's like Paul, where Paul says, the love of God compels me, but sometimes I restrain myself for your sake. He's like that. He has to hold back sometimes for the rest of you guys. This grace was given that I would preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. It's interesting. The logical choice for the Gentiles would probably be someone that was less Jewish than Paul. Paul excelled in his religion. He was studied with the greatest master, Gamaliel, the greatest teacher. He'd studied the Jewish faith. He'd lived the law out perfectly. And then guess what God does? says, you're my chosen instrument to the Gentiles. See, some of you in this room, you're like, I don't even have a college education. God's going to send you to the intellectuals and the people of this world that have it all together. Others of you in this room, you've had it all together your entire life. God's had to come undo your together to send you out into the highways and byways to find the broken and the lost and bring them home to him. Is this okay? Yes. In verse 10, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God would be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. There's different ways you can read this verse in the Greek. Um, I did look at it a little bit. The intent that now the manifold wisdom of God would be made known. What does this mean? This means that as we study our King Jesus, who is the wisdom of God, when we study what he's like, when we commune in fellowship with him, his kingdom begins to diffuse through our lives and preach to the realms of authority and power in the earth around us. His authority begins to preach systems of demonic encampment, systems of bondage begin to be broken as the gospel goes forth. Laws begin to change. Shifts begin to happen. Do you know that I believe that in our generation, I believe it's gonna happen in the next two to three years, whether it's offensive to you or not, I apologize. I believe that our nation's gonna overturn Roe v. Wade. I believe that's gonna happen in the next two to three years. Why? Because people like you and me are waking up to the value of life in Christ Jesus. It's happening. It's happening in our day. This is, this is somewhat of this verse is speaking about. Another translation, you could look at this verse. It literally says this, that as we study God's heavenly wisdom, as we study the beginning, which the Greek word arche is principalities, um, and we discover his authority in heaven, we're transformed according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness, say boldness, Boldness. and access. 
Do you know the greatest boundary to humanity experiencing God's love is shame in the conscience? See, people would say sin separated us from God. Sin clouded our view of who God is. But sin can't separate you from God. Why? Because God became sin to come into your existence. God actually walked into the midst of your darkness. While we were in darkness, that's when Christ rescued us. While we were yet sinners. See, if sin could separate you from God, then God couldn't come and get you. Sin would have been more powerful than God. I'll say it again because you didn't catch it. If sin could separate you from God then sin would be more powerful than God. See, love never fails. Love entered into the midst of your darkness. See, some of us in this room, we are living in constant patterns of dysfunction, sin, hamartia, missing the mark, patterns of dysfunction in our lives because we're not actually allowing God's grace to be seen with us in our darkness. See, you need to actually allow God to come into that place where you don't want him to see you you need to actually hear his voice over you in that moment. You know what I found? I found in the worst moments of depravity in my life, I couldn't chase Jesus away. And that love is unfailing love. And that love brings truth to dysfunction. See, what is sin? Sin is missing the design, missing the intention, missing the purpose. Hamartia, miss the mark. Jesus became sin so that we get to become, what? The righteousness of God in him. We have boldness. Jesus spilled his blood to cleanse your conscience. So if you ever feel disqualified, if you ever feel like you're not enough, if you ever feel like, man, I've just done too many bad things, look at Jesus. Look at the cross. In Israel, there was this time where the Lord spoke to Moses, this plague had broken out in the camp. And the Lord said to Moses, make a serpent and put it up on a pole, a bronze serpent, put it up on a pole. And anyone who merely looks at the serpent will be healed. These snakes were going around biting people. This thing had broken out among the people. Jesus says, he is that serpent lifted up for us. See, when you look at Jesus, you get to see the union of God and humanity there on the cross. You get to see the union of what God did to set you free from all bondage. When you behold your bondage as having been buried with him in baptism, you no longer have to walk in it anymore. You reckon yourself as dead indeed into sin. Is this okay? Yeah. We stopped laughing, but I'm happy. <laughs> We're gonna pray this prayer over each other. This is Paul's prayer. I'm gonna read a little further. I got another five, 10 more minutes left in this, but uh, let's read this over each other. This is a prayer. He says, therefore I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is for your glory. This is radical. Paul literally saw his imprisonment as serving a greater purpose. Wow. See, we complain about our jobs. His job was to be in prison. <laughs> We're like, but Chris, you don't know what they did to me. Look what they did to him. Look what they did to Jesus. Here he is in prison experiencing the love of God and sowing the gospel into the nations and we're still reading about it. All right, I wanna, I wanna pray this prayer over each other. This is a famous prayer that Paul prayed. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That is beautiful. 
we all have a name that derives its origin from him. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. I wanna read this as like first person. I'll read it through really first and then we'll put our hands on our hearts and we'll read over each other. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you have been filled with all the fullness of God. I wanna read this. Put your hand on your heart. I want you to read this over here in first person. That he would grant me, say this with me, that he would grant me according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in my inner being. Christ dwells in my heart through faith. Now, if you, if you don't know Jesus, you get to invite him in in this moment. You get to say, Jesus, I wanna follow you. You're watching him do miracles, you're watching him do stuff. You get to do it right now. We'll, we'll give a call at the end, but you, get to, you don't have to wait. That you being rooted and grounded in love, being rooted and grounded in love, say that with me. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that I've been filled with all the fullness of God. Now, some of you, you're reading this and you're like, Chris, my Bible doesn't say that exactly in that last verse. It says, to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. It's interesting that Paul's saying, to know something that passes knowledge. How can you know something that passes knowledge? You experience it. How many of you are married in the room? You know you're married. How many guys know that the experience passes your knowledge of the experience? Every day, you're learning what that means even though you know you're married. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Now, some of your Bible say that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The Greek there is pleru. It literally means to be filled, to be continually filled, to be constantly filled. This is not a potential filling one day. Did you know that when you said yes to Jesus to follow him, when the Holy Spirit came upon you, when the Holy Spirit came into your heart, the love of God's poured abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit's been given to us, Holy Spirit didn't come like, you know, 25%. Did you know that the Holy Spirit didn't like chop off his foot and just give you his foot? He didn't say, oh, here's my hand. You can just have my hand, you know, like have 5% of me. No, he came not in part, but in fullness into your life. When you weren't fully aware, when you weren't fully ready, when you didn't know what that fully meant, he already moved in. See, this is the beauty of what Paul's saying. He's saying we get to explore what God's given us. This is the love of God in Christ Jesus, that he's actually given all of himself to us. We get to go on exploring that relationally for the rest of eternity. Some of you guys are blowing your minds, but that's okay. Turn your neighbor and say, my mind has been blown. Is this okay? I just read a little more. It's all right. I'm just, that's worth it. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works where? In us. Whose power? His power. See, we read the gift of the Holy Spirit being power, but the gift is the person. He's our gift. 
the person of God with you all the time. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I'm gonna hit this. Pastor Nicole's gonna be doing Ephesians chapter four, but I asked her if I could read um, the beginning part of it. She might do it too. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. That doesn't mean that you strive for unity. It literally means you live from unity. But Chris, I'm just trying to strive for unity in my marriage. Actually, God's given you unity already in himself. See, if you have to strive for unity, then you have to make it happen. That's called striving. That doesn't work too well. But if you would believe, God, you unified me with my spouse. You made me one. Guess what? He set us at one again with himself. And in setting us at one again with himself, he set us at one again with each other. Some of you in this room, people are flashing in your mind right now, people that you have issues with or people that have done you wrong. You've been set at one with them by the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. What does it look like to walk out unity? What does it look like? It starts by believing that you're already one, that you're already connected. One body, one spirit, you're called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. That's beautiful. Who is above all and through all and in you all. Each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Say each one. You're not lacking. You were given something special to serve, to help people around you. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. He gave gifts to man. What does it say? He ascended. What does it mean that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavenlies that he might fill all things. Pastor Nicole's gonna hit this too, but I, I just wanted to hit it as well. And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. I spent so long trying to figure out which one of these things I was supposed to do. Guess what? It doesn't matter. Just live like Jesus. But Chris, what's my title? You don't need a title. You've got Jesus. But Chris, people aren't recognizing me as a prophet in the church. Maybe you're not profitable, so they're not recognizing you as a prophet. But Chris, nobody's giving me a microphone in the church, and I've been called as a prophet. I hear you, but maybe you're not profitable here. If you would show yourself to be profitable, maybe people would give you the privilege to prophesy and to sow your gift into the environment. What does a prophetic person do? What does a prophet do? They activate people and teach people the ministry of the prophetic. If you're like, I'm called as a prophet, start ministering and activating people. Who cares about the calling? Who cares about the title? Do the function, do the action. But Chris, I believe the Lord's called me to be an evangelist. Okay, are you sharing the gospel with people and are you grabbing people to share the gospel? Stand up, Jay. I want to give a perfect example. Whatever Jay is, it doesn't really matter, but this man takes people on the streets all the time and teaches them how to preach the gospel. He's doing the work of an evangelist, like it says in Timothy. He's doing that work. He's doing it. He's like, I'm going to activate people. I'm going to help people become evangelistic. If you're like, I want to be more evangelistic, get around Jay. He's functioning in the grace. Like, that's the point. I want to pray right now. I just believe the Lord's going to speak to people. Just stand to your feet. We're going to close the service. Um, I want our prayer team to come on up. Uh, prayer team would come on up. Uh, if you just, you just joined the prayer team in the past week with the training, come on up too, and you can shadow somebody.
if you're here today and maybe, maybe a lot of what went on was different, you know, we, it's different every time we come together because every day is different. Um, but if you're here today and you don't know Jesus in a personal way, you would say to yourself, you know what? I'm not friends with Jesus. See, Jesus said, I'm a friend to those who are in sin. I'm a friend to all people. But that doesn't mean that we're all friends to him. If you're here today and you've never been born again, or maybe you're here today and you walked away from your faith, things happened, church experiences, bummers happened, whatever they might be, your life has been in shambles, but you don't know the Lord in a personal way, or you walked away from him, I'm going to give a call in just a second. I want you to come up to the prayer team for prayer. I'm going to have you come up with anyone else that's coming up for healing, but I want you to come. Do not leave this service without receiving Jesus Christ as Lord. Do not leave this service today without receiving him. But I want to pray for everyone else here in the service. Put your hand on your heart. Lord, we just pray for the more. And God, we pray that um, as you gave gifts and grace to all people, Lord, God, I pray for an activation to happen right now of supernatural ministries. God, the way that Sydney, God, you spoke to her and said, you're gonna be sharing your healing testimony. And she came up here and prayed with people for healing. God, like that, I pray that would happen to everyone in this room. Whether it's in a church meeting somewhere, whether it's in a missionary adventure, whether it's at school, whether it's at work, that there would be a functionality that would come upon callings right now. God, the title is not important. We don't need business cards that say, supernatural, intergalactic prophet, so-and-so. God, we need your word and we need your spirit. Father, I pray for everyone here for a great activation of the more. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Can you guys give Jesus a shout? Just thank him for what he did. Um, if you want prayer for healing, come up to our prayer team. Let me pray in for more. If you came in here today and you don't know Jesus in a personal way or you walked away from him, God is calling you right now. Do not stay where you are. Come up to the front and say, Chris was talking about me. Pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church. 